0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. slash forever35. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I am Doria Shafrir. And we are not experts.
0: No, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums.
1: And hello, this is a mini episode where we get to hear from you. We're going to share your comments and your thoughts, and we will answer your questions to the best of our ability.
0: Indeed. But please do remember we are podcast hosts, hosts, not experts. And we do always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a medical, mental health, any kind of
1: professional, truly. Yeah, who's just not us. Yeah, whatever the topic, seek out a professional.
0: We're happy to offer advice, but, you know, sometimes you got to go to the professionals.
1: Yeah, take our advice with a lot of grains of salt. That being said, if you would like to reach us, you can leave us a voicemail or send us a text at 781-591-0390 or you can email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com.
0: Indeed you can. And just a reminder that everything we mention on the show is always at forever35podcast.com. It's also on our Shop My Shelf page at shopmyshelf.us slash forever35. There's also like best, essentially like best of the pod on our Shop My Shelf
1: Mm-hmm. which is something that
0: like we've always kind of failed
1: at doing on our website. <laughs> Look, it only took four and a quarter years.
0: Yeah. So That's you can check that out. Uh, follow us on Twitter at forever 35 pod on Instagram at forever 35 podcast. Join the forever 35 Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash forever 35 podcast password is serums and sign up for our newsletter at forever 35 podcast.com slash
1: newsletter. Mm. Well, as I was telling you before we started recording, I took an accidental nap today. A short one. But, ooh, baby. It made me think, like, do we need to be napping every day?
0: Yes. I mean, that's what they do in, like, Spain.
1: Yeah. And also, like, what I feel like boomers do. Is that what boomers do? Well, I think it's more like an age thing. I, I just remember, like, my... My grandfather always napping, like he'd like get up in the morning and like have his breakfast, and then he'd go take like his first nap, and I noticed like my dad will nap, like I think when you get older, obviously you get more tired. I'm not, blanket statement, of course, not this doesn't happen to everyone, but I also feel like there's just like more of an acceptance of naps when you're older, but I don't feel like culturally, and I'm speaking, you know, as an American. Mm -hmm. as a white american
2: Mm -hmm.
1: uh i don't i don't necessarily feel like naps have ever been like an acceptable or an encouraged part of our culture which i guess can we can then just connect it all to capitalism capitalism (laughs) (laughs) ruins everything but it's also why i buy (gasps) serums well you know what if you
0: if you think about it like There are countries such as Spain, um, that have managed to plug, like, there, there's capitalism in Spain and they've managed to plug along for, for centuries with, with a nap built into the day.
1: Well, and we, you've talked a lot, Dory, about, and, and I also follow them, but I feel like you've really gone deep in the NAP ministry, which is, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a really lovely Instagram account that encourages rest and. Uh, yeah, I mean, for some reason, it just hit me because I was, you know, I was doing work. I was reading something that I need to read and get done. It was relaxing. And I, w- I also did it in a hammock and it's like 72 degrees. So like I might as well have been on vacation. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden I was just like, you know, and I just zonked out and it felt great. Hey, I'm like, why yeah. don't I do this every day? Why don't I, don't I nap know. every day? You
0: should nap every day.
1: I know, ridding ridding yourself of like the productivity mentality is um is life's work. For me anyway. Yeah, for sure. So maybe this is the first step, but it just kinda popped into my brain as I was waking up from my like quick two minute nap. Excuse me, while I
0: It was only two minutes?
1: (sighs) Well, I was like a doze, you know, when you just like doze, and then you're kind of like half awake, and then all of a sudden, like your body does that jolting thing. Mm,
0: yeah, it wasn't yes, a
1: proper yes, nap, but I clearly my body needed rest, and I'm just kind of grappling with like, why do I mentally find that like not an acceptable way to be? You know, totally. I also feel like when we're tired, we're like, get a, like, culturally, it's been like, get a Snickers, have a coffee, like, drink some water instead of, like, go lay down, you know? Yeah, totally. Rest is never the, like, antidote antidote that we are given. Mm -hmm. It's always, you know, power through. Totally. Wow. I'm having a lot of very basic realizations today, but, you know, (laughs) it's just where I'm at. Um, Dory, I finally started the season two of Bridgerton. Oh,
0: welcome! Have you, watched,
1: have you watched the whole thing?
0: I'm not done, but I'm uh, I'm about halfway
1: through. I know, like a lot of people are not. There's like some more kind of mixed opinions about it this yes. season than last. But I'm mm-hmm. freaking loving it. Have I'm you loving read- it. Have you read the books? I haven't. And a friend told me how about one big plot thing and how it was very different in the book. And I was like,
0: Yeah. So I think. And- I think a lot of the discontent that I've seen online is from people who have read the books and are very kind of upset that the season has deviated, like, pretty substantially from the books.
1: But you know what? Someone online said a really smart thing about this, and their name is Dory Shafreer. Oh. Because you addressed this on Instagram, and I thought it was a really astute comment i think i addressed this in my newsletter okay sorry you addressed it somewhere where i I consume your content somewhere
0: in in an outlet of mine my newsletter uh which you can find at dory.substack.com um yeah look i i like a faithful adaptation as much as the next person but i also like an interpretation like sometimes it's frankly a little boring when movie or you know tv show adaptations are like so faithful to the book that Mm -hmm. it's like a Mm -hmm. beat by beat reproduction which like by the way is like almost what the queen's gambit did oh it's interesting it's like so faithful to the book that you're sort of like okay um whereas like a book like the flight attendant Or the Killing Eve books, for Mm -hmm, example. mm -hmm. They really just kind of use those as like starting points. So I feel like those are kind of two extreme examples. And Bridgerton, I actually think, is somewhere in the middle. I don't think they're like deviating completely from the books. But I also, the point of what Kate read that I think you are that you are highlighting is that we can, I I really think we can enjoy both. Yes. I thought this was so great. I think we can enjoy the books. I think we can enjoy the adaptations. They're different. That's okay. Yes. It's two different mediums. I don't think we need to have this like fealty to the, every line of dialogue and, and plot points of every single book that they need to be like directly translated to the screen. I just don't now I'm going to put this belief in my little vault of pop culture beliefs along with <laughs> sometimes things just need to die.
1: What does that you mean? Like sometimes shows just need to end.
0: Yes. Sometimes shows totally. just need to end. Totally, And totally. sometimes shows do not need to be rebooted. And also, most movies are too long.
1: Oh my gosh! I, this is—I'm really here for Dory's hot takes on <laughs> pop culture. Do you have any more?
0: <sighs> Those are the ones that come to mind right now.
1: <laughs> Some movies are too long.
0: I would, you know, I, Kate, I would say these days most movies are too long.
1: Well, you know, when Harry Met Sally is probably my favorite movie, and that clocks in at a tight ninety minutes, See? and they get everything Perfect. done, and it starts—it starts in the seventies, you know, like they. Yes. They, they they nail it. Because they knew how to be economical.
0: No, they know how to be economical with dialogue. Like, I'm sorry, but like a Netflix rom com does not need to be 110 minutes long. Like, it just doesn't.
1: Unless it's the adaptation of my book, in which case I welcome a three hour (laughs) movie.
0: (laughs) You know, I actually also feel this way about television episodes. I don't think unless they are British that they should be more than an hour long because for like the Brits, Korean the, or Korean, like the, the, I can really only speak to British shows like Sherlock, for example, or sure. You know, they, they're sort of like, they do those like four episode hour and a half long. Yes. Scenes, like hour yes. And a half long. That's like a different beast, but like, Bridgerton for example I Oh I mean apparently I have a lot of opinions about this. I also think <laughs> that that the episodes of a TV show should all be the same length. I don't think they should start. I don't think yes. one should be forty-seven minutes and one should be an hour and eight minutes
1: long. I just that don't. Drives me nuts. Succession, it drives me nuts because like that. I
0: budget a certain amount of time to watch an episode, <laughs> and I'm like, well, what the hell? I'm not. I didn't want to sit here for an hour and ten minutes. Oh my god! I just you thought have... this was going to be fifty minutes long. Come on, Dory. Like, am I wrong is here? On like that
1: is the soapbox. No, honestly, you're not. That is
0: why. That is why sometimes watching like network shows. On Hulu, for example, it's great because you know exactly how long they're going to be.
1: Give me that twenty-two minute network sitcom. Give me
0: that twenty-two minutes. Like, just give that to me.
1: I love that I got you all hot and bothered <laughs> about this. <laughs> you were listen. You really, you really got into it there.
0: I mean, look. I, I just I, this I is actually this has been something I've been thinking about. I don't disagree, I'm just and like where
1: where is the where is the discipline?
0: Where is the where is the television length discipline?
1: Well, if I may throw out another recommendation, which I don't think I've mentioned yet on the podcast, oh, but okay. Catherine Cohen's stand-up special on Netflix.
0: Mm.
1: Now, how long is it? I think it's an. You know what? I think it's an hour because stand-up comedians are really tight with their material. Like they they workshop. Like their shows at like a 90 or a 60 or a 30 or a tight five minutes or Mm -hmm, what have you. mm -hmm. Um, so I think you can, I think you can do this in an hour. It is so funny. It's called the twist. She's gorgeous. And I've, I've again, I've watched this two times now, which like once I normally watch a stand up special, I'm done or I'll like revisit it 10 years later, not within the same couple of weeks. But it is so funny. I just, I can't, and I'm like quoting it to myself all the time in my head. And I need somebody else to know what I'm saying. So, yes, if you have Netflix, please watch this. It's really just, it's just bright and funny and hilarious and sharp as fuck. Okay. So get on that, Dory. If you have 60 minutes.
0: Look, I will get get on that. All right, listen. We're gonna take a break.
1: Yeah, I'm, and sweet. we really went there today. I'm.
0: We went
1: there. Sometimes <laughs> we just have to go there.
0: Okay, um, we're gonna be right back. Okay, Doc. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer.
1: It's happening so fast Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have Done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done the consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me, I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click Get started, and then use our code forever thirty five at signup, and you will get your first visit for only five dollars. Thank you apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. Can I? Can I just say I really love this Jones Road cool gloss lip stuff in Mocha oh, yeah, Shimmer. Oh that stuff
0: is really nice. Mm-hmm. I, I like, like it too. I like it. Mm hmm.
1: I like it. Okay, not not in our notes, show notes, but I just had to shout it out because I keep putting it on. All right. Well, Dory, why don't we kick things off with someone who had a bit of a revelation recently?
0: All right, here we go, ladies. For the last
3: chunk of time, when you guys have been touting butt care, self care, I was a doubter. But today, I made a move. And the first thing I thought was, "Oh my God, I get it now." But care is self-care. Um, today, I threw away every song I own. Um, I am 40 years old, and I think part of what's happening as like my body changes and as my like desire to not be in uncomfortable clothing, uh, it like really really ramps up. Um, I, I wore a song today. And I'll be darned, It just really, it's not even that it was on its own right uncomfortable. I feel like my body has changed, where if I move in certain directions, it's actually painful. Underwear is not supposed to be painful. It's not supposed to be uncomfortable. Damn the, I was going to say damn the man, but that's, I'm not sure, I'm sure a man invented a song, right? That's got to be a thing. Um, But I feel very impassioned and very powerful in the act of throwing away the thongs which I have always really liked. But damn it, my butt is worth being comfortable. Butt care is self-care. It took me a while to get on board, guys. But I'm here with power, with oomph, arguably with a vengeance. We'll see how it goes. you okay, have a great day. Bye.
0: Wow. Listen, we welcome one and all. And we welcome However you the thong
1: wearers. Yeah, I mean... Whatever butt care is to you. I mean, for some people wearing a thong is very freeing and comfortable. Who are those people? I don't know. I feel like I always have one friend who's like, "I love thongs. They I don't even notice them. I only wear thongs." I, know, I definitely there are have those at least like a couple of friends yeah. who that is their relationship with their their butt and underwear and I respect it. But for yeah. me, I need full Cheek to thigh coverage. I agree. And I really admire when an underwear is not working for you. Do not like, don't hold on to the bras that don't fit or are uncomfortable. Don't hold on to the thongs if you don't, if they stress you out. Yeah. Be free of those burdens. Free yourself. Yeah. Be free. Congratulations, listener. We're mm-hmm. happy for you. Uh we had another um a little butt care email message, text message. Hi Catendor, just wanted to send a quick text to say I tried Kate's recommendation for the knee spray and it's saved my skin. I've been struggling with acne on my chest, shoulders, and back for nine years in and out of my dermatologist's office and trying every prescription under the sun. And this product has completely fixed it. I jumped on ye old Amazon while listening to the pod. And after two weeks of using it, no more acne. So thanks. And then they also wrote PS Kate, I see you and your struggle with heartburn. A trick that works for me is a teaspoon of baking soda stirred into a juice glass of water. Hold your breath and drink as much as you can. I've tried everything, and this is what works for me. Okay, so I do first want to say that my backne spray solution was suggested by a listener. So I can't take credit here for coming up with this.
0: Mm.
1: I have to give it, give it to the original listener who wrote in about the Paula's Choice Body Acne Body Spray. But right, I've been right, using right, Pacifica yes. Bacne Warrior Acne Fighting Spray. It says for back and chest. I use it on my butt. Warrior acne. Yeah, it's a warrior. And this stuff, this stuff works. I tell you what, I, I have never felt more confident about my <laughs> cheeks in, uh, in years. Maybe I should start wearing thongs. Uh, it's not too late. No, it's never too late. Have you ever drank a glass of baking soda with water to stop heartburn? No, I haven't. I've never heard of I, this.
0: I'm- knock on wood. I have only had heartburn whilst pregnant and oh. for the most part popping those Tums that taste like candy, that taste like kind of like fruity mentos. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Um the
1: chewables?
0: Yes. That mostly helped. I think there were like a couple times when I needed to take something like a little stronger, but but those really kept me going. Um, but you know, if I ever get heartburn again, I will try this baking soda trick.
1: I mean, this is helpful for like the middle of the night when you wake up and you don't have Tums, which is definitely uh, has happened to me and it really feels awful. So Mm. I'm going to give this a Google before I start concocting it, but I'm intrigued. So thank you.
0: All right. Well, let's, uh, keep us
2: posted. Keep us posted, Kate.
0: All right, let's hear another voicemail.
2: Hey, cat and door. As you can imagine, being a listener of your pod, I'm into skincare, beauty, wellness. I'm all about taking care of myself, okay? And I want to improve myself and feel good. Um, my husband, who I love so much, he's the love of my life. He is a lot older than me. He's 20 years older than me. And, you know, he's kind of got some deep wrinkles. You know, I feel like there's improvement that could happen, frankly. I find him very handsome and I'm very attracted to him. But as someone who's all about improvement myself, I kind of feel the urge to want to improve him and, like, encourage him to improve. Like, hey, can we whiten your teeth, you know? Let's start working out together. You know, I'm all about that. And I've tried kind of bringing it up in a gentle, suggestive way. and He seems to, like, not really care and not be into it. So I'm wondering, like, am I just being controlling and shallow? Do I need to just totally back off? Or is there a way that I can, I don't know, encourage him more and let him know that it's important to me? Um, I don't know. He, I love him so much. And I think he's wonderful just the way he is. I just, I don't see why. Why not? try to be better and like be your best self. Um, do you guys have any advice for me or I'd love to know what other listeners think or if they've been through anything similar. Um, love the pod. You guys are getting me through having a new baby and a toddler and I appreciate you every day. Thank you. Bye-bye.
3: Hmm.
1: What well, you are your
3: thoughts
0: here?
1: Okay, my initial thought, dearest listener, is that I would examine your ideas about quote improvement. Because mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a very complicated word to use when we're when we're addressing the conversation of like wrinkles or exercise. Do these things actually improve who we are? Did like I don't I I don't like speaking about our bodies or ourselves uh, in terms of like things that need improving and once we participate on those things we're we're better off, right? I just that's not mm-hmm. that's not what I'm going for. And look, that's required me to do a lot of like inner work, kind of examining how I think about stuff like that. So that would be my first like thing to note is that your partner is just fine already, especially because Mm. they think they're fine. Like these Mm. changing their skin or exercising more, et cetera, clearly does not resonate with them in the same way it resonates with you. And I think it's great that you're finding fulfillment from those things, but I also think it's just as valid that your partner is not drawn to them. And I would, I would steer your attention away from them, and maybe examine why that's where your focus is going. Not I to think like that's just really good advice. Turn this on you, listener. You're you clearly are being thoughtful about it. You're questioning why you're feeling this way, and and. I think your own values are yours and are valid, but I don't think they need to be your spouse's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jory,
0: do you concur? I mean, I, yes, I do concur. I mean, this sort of reminds me of the question we had recently about the um, listener who cut their hair.
1: Oh, yeah. And the husband, they, they were sure the husband didn't like it.
0: Yes. Because I do feel like sometimes these things get into like murky territory of like, are you still attracted to your partner? Are you like a bad person, quote unquote, if you are not attracted to your partner anymore because, uh, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it gets Mm -hmm. into sort of like weird territory that is like layered with all of these unconscious biases that we have and like, what is a preference It's not something that emerges out of a vacuum, right? It's something that is like socially determined, in my opinion.
1: Ooh, baby. Okay. It's getting deep. I don't
0: know. Listen, I just got to bring the deepness today.
1: (laughs) You are digging deep.
0: I I, know. I think that's really. I guess what I would say is I would sit with these feelings Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: and interrogate them a little bit. What is it that makes you feel so uncomfortable and why the urge to change your partner? And how would you feel if the tables were turned?
1: Mm. Just some food for thought. And I would say, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, you know, Trying to, trying to see how this kind of plays out in my own relationship. What's interesting to me, and I don't know, but it's the things you kind of mentioned are things that don't necessarily impact the quality of your relationship, I think.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, again, I'm curious as to like what's going on there. And I want to, I want to note that we're saying this without, I think, hopefully without judgment. Like we're just, you know, we support you and these, yeah. we all have these moments of, of question and thought about totally. ourselves and our partners. So totally we honor you on that note. Let's take a break. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because, look, as I'm learning in my mid 40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad, they're just new. You know what I mean? Like, I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is okay. I know. there's a bull on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about
0: All right, we have returned.
1: A question for you, Dory. Mm -hmm. This person writes, hi, Kate and Dory. Love the pod. Big fan. Okay, Mm -hmm. first of all, thank you. I did leave that in just so we could humble brag. Now the question, Dory, you briefly mentioned dealing with your toe fungus in a recent episode. Would you be willing to share what worked for you? My toes would be so grateful.
0: Okay, so what I've learned about toe fungus is it's extremely hard to get rid of, and it takes a very long time. So that's number one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) So I, I, I say that to just set everyone's expectations. Like this is not like something like a pill you take once and like it magically goes away. So I have been using kind of on and off for the last few months um a Cyclopyrox Gel. Now this was prescription. It was prescribed to me by my podiatrist. And I put it on my toes. It says to apply twice daily. I usually just put it on in the evening. Um and it seems to have at least like stopped the development of new fungus mm. um, and sort of like, there's like no way to talk about this without it sounding completely gross, but like kind of like dried up the old fungus. Like, I don't think any new fungus is, is generating. Got it. Does, does that, does that, does that make sense?
1: Yes, it's like setting a bound. It's like basically a boundary. It's like... Yes, exactly. So,
0: and I think it also helped prevent the spread of the fungus to the rest of my toes. So, it's really only on my two big toes. I saw, I could see like early signs of it possibly on my other toes and I was just like slathering them in this gel. And also, you know, your other toes are smaller. So, the new toenail grows in much faster. Your big toes, I mean... It's like a glacier, (laughs) like takes so long. (laughs) Um, So I, I would say my toes are like half grown out and it's been like six or seven months. Like they say it takes 12 to 18 months for your toenail to like fully like regenerate your big toenail. So it's a long freaking process. Another thing that helps, um, is like soaking them in Epsom salts, um, and then applying the gel from what I understand. Um, there's also like some things on the internet about like how to cut your toenails to prevent fungus. Like you cut them straight across. You're supposed to cut them straight across, not sort of like, like not do the sides kind of at an angle. You basically want to like try to prevent any fungus from like making its way into your toenail. Good Lord.
1: That's a whole That's stressful.
0: That's a lot to think about. <sighs> it is. And I will tell you, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just like, it just makes me very wary of like pedicures <laughs> to be, Perfectly honest.
1: Go on, go on.
0: I don't know if I'm ever going to get into professional pedicure again.
1: Do you think that's where it originated? (sighs) I think so, but Mm. I'm not a hundred percent sure. So, Dory, it's going to just be you and those press-on toenails. I mean, seriously, though.
0: All right. Uh. We have a text. You're pro-bushy eyebrows, but what is your eyebrow routine? Mine are thin on one end and thick on the other, and I cannot figure out what has changed since turning 35.
1: My eyebrow routine is not doing anything to my eyebrows at this point. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten them professionally groomed in at least, I mean, since before COVID. I don't think I've gotten an eyebrow wax. Which is what I used to do and a very you know kind of minimal one at that, so I don't even tweeze them; they just are there on my face, and so they've grown out to the extent to which I think they're going to grow out mm-hmm. um and i will I will obviously just you know throw th- pass the mic to dory, but what i what I would suggest is looking into like a brow growth serum, which from what I have anecdotally. Both se- experienced myself when I play around with them, and also just heard from friends who are really consistent. Is that they do work. And the other thing I think you could look into is microblading, if you really want to beef it up. But that's a bit of a bit more of a semi permanent solution. So yeah, um, I'm interested that this all happened when you turned 35, though. I mean the the body is weird and things do change. So
0: the body is weird.
1: The body is weird. That's my expert advice for today. Have you T-L-D-R- ever done anything for your the body? Eyebrows? Is weird.
0: <laughs> um, so i I had been going to someone every like six to eight weeks to get them kind of shaped. Um, someone who only did the shaping with tweezers, no waxing, oh, no threading. I stopped going to her because she was very expensive, like to the point where I was like, this is insane. Um, so I've just been letting them grow and TBD on what I'm going to do. What, you know, what I have found is that when I use an eyebrow pencil, I've been partial to the Anastasia, Anastasia, I don't know, uh, Beverly Hills pencil. I really like it. And I usually I will like fill in my brows a little bit, and I've found that that really makes a difference. And the growth kind of underneath the main brow is like so sparse that when I do fill in my eyebrow, like you can't you can't really see like especially on Zoom. Um, so that's that's what I do. But I know that people who have used the Revitalash um mm-hmm. growth serum have said that it like legitimately works. Now, I do think you need to continually use it. You can't use it and then stop and expect the hair growth to continue. So, that's just like something to note.
1: The other thing I just would say is if you have noticed a change in hair growth or like hair thinning, I would speak to a doctor. Because there are numerous things that can go on with the body, numerous conditions that can cause hair loss. So, I, you know, I I definitely think that's worth that can be a symptom of something else. And so it's worth just, you know, noting that and adding it to the list of things to talk about the next time you visit your primary care physician.
3: Yeah, that's why we always defer
1: to outside experts.
0: Well, Kate. This has been a joy. I feel like we've really run the gamut today.
1: Can I just note, Dory, that a, a, apparently there are rumblings that very thin eyebrows are coming back in style.
0: I I refuse to accept this.
1: I do, too. But I just want to say to everybody who's tempted to follow that trend. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Just trust me and 1997 me and trust Dory. In nineteen ninety-seven, Dory, and know that we've been there and done that, and it's never go- It's never going to end well.
0: It's not going to end well. I mean, I am still dealing with the after effects twenty-five years later.
1: Yeah, so M- miraculously, my eyebrows mostly grew back, but like my mom, after tweezing her eyebrows in like the sixties, they never grew back. So, just mm-hmm. please trust us on this one, okay, everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's all. All right. Well, Dory, tis and t'was a pleasure.
0: Indeed. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.